0: You are listening to episode 186 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name is Ryan and
1: I'm joined by John. Hey everybody, here on the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and we hide in plain sight in this week's inflation deflation challenge. I think that went well, Ryan, yeah I, think I mean well. yeah. you know, we flipped the script we
0: uh we tried to put on the masks and uh do a little bit of a show this week we're talking about kid chameleon um there's masks in that game, I don't
1: know, we did what we could, yeah, we did what we could <laughs> and uh yeah, so uh, I was a chameleon I was Ryan based on <laughs> based on the other game we played today um yeah, interesting. It's so it odd. weird. When, yeah, yeah so, I feel totally off. Like, we started off on the
0: wrong foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is so
1: bad. We should never do this again. Right, Although so, we've done it before. So, should should I talk about what I picked up first? Sure. If we're switching things around today, go ahead. What'd you pick up, Ryan? I, I didn't pick up anything, but uh, I did beat Detroit Become Human last week, so I need to borrow Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's com- funny is I just beat Beyond Two Souls, so that works out perfectly. Um... <laughs> What did you think of Detroit becoming human? You know, I, I've seen like a couple full playthroughs before, but playing through
0: with my wife this time, um, it was, it was okay. I think that the story for that game is better than I remembered it being. Uh, the graphics are absolutely outstanding. I know we talked before that, you know, it's these are not bad games and like. It's just the the guy at the top of the studio kind of, you know, poisons the pool a little bit. But whatever. I think that I'm I'm definitely interested to see what the Star Wars game is going to be like when that comes out. But I don't know. It was all right. If you like making decision games or you like AI becoming, you know, sentient and uh, computer rights,
1: I guess, uh, this may be the game for you. Very nice. Uh, well, I guess you should keep going, and you're currently playing, and oh, then I'll jump I, into mine. <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching uh, Let's Play Online of Paper Mario, so I started
0: playing Paper Mario on my phone again. Oh, which one? Just the first one.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah,
0: I, I love that game. I could pick that game up kind of play it whenever. I uh, definitely have not picked up Jarl.
1: Jol- Jedi Fallen Order again. Abbreviated Jarl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to pick that one up. Uh I saw it at Walmart for like 20 bucks not too long ago. So if I get a chance today, maybe I'll go down there and pick it up on PS5. There you go. Oh, I guess I got a PS2 Slim. Oh yeah, technically. <laughs> and so coincidentally, uh I picked up a PS2 Slim and then I just sold it to Ryan for basically the gas money and time it took me to get it. We um we both went and did
0: Commander pre-release draft for Baldur's Gate last night. That was actually pretty fun if you're into D&D and MTG, you know, this is a great crossover. It's coming out at a good time. Like go get you some some pre-release draft packs and watch
1: stranger things and have a good afternoon of it. You know what's interesting about um playing commander is the table politics is not something I really considered in that game or when you're playing and I'm just so good at table politics, I guess. It like there were several situations where like honestly if my opponents last night in our pre-release would have actually swung out at me or done something very different um i probably would have lost in my pod but with the table politics coming into play it was very easy to sway people to say oh you know look i'm not going to attack you next turn if you let you like if you do whatever like like block whatever this guy's trying to do yeah like little things like that and it was just funny cuz like the one guy that I was playing against, it was just or not one guy, but it was four of us, obviously. And I took out the other two players, and then it was this guy's turn. He's like, Whoa, you said you weren't gonna swing at me if there's a big dragon you got. I'm like, Well, I said I wasn't, but now it's one V one. So I'm like, What do you expect me to do? Yeah, you know? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a tie anyways. And I drew into a card that allowed me to take my pod. And then you took your pod as well. Yeah. The one you played. So Ooh. and then I beat you today pretty disgustingly. Pretty yeah. It was pretty gross. Um so that was a lot of fun, yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm not a big fan of Commander, but that was pretty cool last night. Yeah. So, so uh, let's see. So, I guess my pickups jumping into it. Um, picked up the PS2, which got to you. Uh, BMX triple X on the Xbox, Ryan. So, in your words, it is uh, BMX quadruple X, which makes 100% sense. Uh, I got more MTG cards uh, recently for a small deck I was building, and uh, so we'll see how that goes. And then I got Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 Remastered. Oh, and just in time. Oh, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> this, this is the true. Baldur's Gate set. Well, so, it's so funny because, like, as we are going, like, we went into Baldur's Gate in the game that we're playing, obviously, and there's several things that have been talked about. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know what that character's name is. I know that area. And um, then last night when we got the magic cards, there's several cards. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm familiar with this because I'm playing a Baldur's Gate Avernus campaign. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, And then we started the game as well, so we haven't gotten too far, um, but we are playing, my wife and I, because this is our game that we're playing together, so we are playing a... uh, I think a fighter, actually, or a paladin, one of the two, but it's like an elf paladin i think and these are
0: the the beam remakes that have like the siege of dragon spear and stuff in them right? yeah it's
1: got like six games in one basically so you have like Bouldersgate gate one and then you have like all the expansions and you have boulder's gate two with all the expansions tied to that one as well so you there's, got like six things in one
0: yeah there's another so the siege of dragon spear i think is like one that Beamdog made like oh, really? they made like an interim game to blend the first and second games
1: together better oh okay yeah i didn't um, know that
0: yeah, it's it's supposed to be really good. Um, Again, shout-outs, Noah Caldwell-Gervais on YouTube. He's, like, the best. He's got a really good long video covering all of Baldur's Gate. So even though I've never played it, I feel like I know some stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah, you know, it's hard to kind of get into this one because, you know, several several reasons. The first one being is... Thacko? Huh? Thacko? What is Thacko, by the way? Thacko is two-hit armor class zero. So you're trying to get,
0: like, the lowest armor possible is the best defense really yeah it's 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 the way that it used to work so we decided to just play story mode on it you're better off because honestly he says that if you try to play traditionally you wind up spending just tons of extra hours sitting there watching your guys just miss attacks and it just takes forever and like the threat of death is ever present
1: yeah yeah, we ultimately said, like, when we saw the option of just play story mode, I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Because then we don't have to worry about damage or anything yeah. like that. We can just kind of enjoy the game and the story mode that comes with it. So, I mean, it's easier, obviously, but we decided to do that for the And purposes. they're not easy games. No, I know. I've heard in the past that they're not easy games. So. Especially later on. But yeah. you'll be really surprised at how like
0: the trajectory goes. Because like, the whole first game is like...
1: No, I don't want to spoil anything. No, yeah, I yeah, don't spoil it. Um, but yeah, so we got that. Uh but you know, okay, so faco I guess would be part of it and a difficulty uh, aspect of it is is one issue, but you know, I started when I started playing D&D based games like this on PC years ago, I started with Icewind Dale and that, which is graphically I think a little better than, than oh, Baldur's shit. Gate. And then I played Neverwinter Nights, and we recently beat Neverwinter Nights. So it's just interesting to go from Neverwinter Nights and everything that we experienced with that to jumping into Baldur's Gate, and it's just night and day, man. Mm-hmm. 100% night and day with what you're doing. And so that's a little difficult, and uh, kind of a little... It's like going from, you know, playing a, I don't know, like a PS4 dungeon crawler style game or something with, like, fantastic graphics, and then picking up the same style of game on, like, an NES, Right. Like, as much as you want to play it on the NES, you're like, dude, this is just, like, brutal. Just because graphically, there's no comparison, And uh, you know, material-wise. You know, what you're picking up and how you're accessing your toolbars and all that type of stuff is so different. And yeah. it can honestly be frustrating at times. So, And the fact that these are PC games ported over to console makes it even more difficult uh, to deal with. Well, and that they're,
0: like, so it's a port of a port, but it's also like a port of D&D, like AD&D rules. And I'm pretty sure, is Icewind Dale and Neverwinter, are those like D&D I think they're, 3? I think they're 3 or 3.5. Okay, yeah. So like the AD&D rule set in general, like beyond Thacko, is going to be like that same kind of feeling where you're in something really familiar, but just in a much more archaic version. So there's like probably rules and abilities and stuff you would expect to behave one way, but behave more primitively. It's like going back and playing older Pokemon games. Where the typings are different, or like the special attack and attack are different. And it's like, it's yeah. not always the same.
1: Yeah. So I'm very thankful that they have the story mode on there because I'd be going crazy, I think, trying to like essentially relearn an entire system yeah. of D, Like, I'm so used to five. And I, as much as I've always wanted to play some of the older, like vintage style DD games mm-hmm. um, or formats, at the same time, like, man, that would take... It's a, a huge learning curve. Like, it's still a learning curve even on 5e for me right now, yeah. and I DM. Like, there's tons and tons of rules. So, it's just... Um, it'd be crazy to have to go back that far and, and do, like, all of those components within a game itself that's as difficult as it is. So, uh, so yeah, we picked up that. And I think... Yeah, that was it, as far as that's concerned. Um, beat Beyond Two Souls, my wife. Uh, we loved it. Um, so, I can, I can kind of... It's not really a spoiler spoiler on this, but you know, you have two potential endings life or death that you can choose So we chose life and we chose a certain path within that and uh, we liked our ending. It was pretty good Um, I saw that there's 34 potential endings in the game. I think or 38 Uh, so we got one of those and Yeah, it was really cool. I I definitely enjoyed the story when we were all said and done like the controls are a bit wonky Uh, Like that's probably one of the things we didn't like is like camera angles and controls can be a little weird and how things are handled but uh overall like when we were done we were pretty impressed with the story altogether, and just a lot of the plots um you know a lot of the plot points that come into play afterwards you're just like holy crap like i was not expecting that in the slightest and a lot of that could be of course tied into the fact that you know we took a certain pathway in the game to get there um but yeah it was interesting Uh, I'm still playing Zelda. I finished the uh, Water Temple recently. I finished the Shadow Temple. And then I am currently in uh, the Spirit Temple. I just finished Kid Link's portion of the Spirit Temple. And then right when you came to the house, uh, I was playing the um, Adult Link. And I got pretty decently far in that, but I had to save, of course, uh, when you got here. And then turn that off. Uh, They always say Adult Link. How old is Adult Link? That's true. He's probably teenage Link.
0: Yeah. Because like... I'm
1: always like, there's no way that
0: adult Link, like, he's dealing with a lot, but, like, he's definitely not, like, paying insurance and doing his taxes and stuff. Like, he's got some adulting he could still grow into.
1: Well, I- I'm pretty sure that they don't have uh, taxes in Hyrule. Well, no, they probably do. Um, but I don't know if he's paying them. Let's see how old Link is. How old is. We'll say young Link. Adult Link. No, no. We'll say young Link because. I don't know. Like adult link could be anything. Um, okay, Arcane of Time. He is yeah. So he is technically by default uh, seventeen years old in adult form, uh-huh. and so he is technically adult. Uh, and then based on that era, and then he's ten years old. Um, That's true. I
0: guess I guess back in ye
1: olden times, like you're an adult when you're like twelve. Yeah, I mean, technically, Ryan, he was born February 21st, 1986, and I am playing in 2022. So by default, Link is currently 36 years old.
0: And he looks great.
1: Yeah, and he looks fantastic. He's got that timeless Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got it going, dude. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. Again, I am still not enjoying this game to the fullest. Um, it has been interesting to pick up, like, the hover boots and get the iron boots and the different, like, uh, tunics that you can wear um, you know having the great sword and the shield and all these different like special things and going back in time and Using the orc arena is very nice because I can kind of flip to different locations pretty quickly mm-hmm. So It's like cool. I want to go temple time. Oh, I want to go spirit temple Let me just play my arena just and get fast there travel. Yeah So I like the fast travel component, which is very nice because at first in the game It's just brutal to have to like run to and from certain areas So now that I have the ability to do more fast travel than I was before it is fantastic um but yeah, so it's just, you know, I think it's an overhyped game in what I've experienced. And um, there's better Zelda games out there, obviously. Uh, How much longer do you think you got? Oh, I'll probably have it done by tomorrow, I think. Oh, as wow, As long as really? nothing gets in my way, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm at Spirit Temple, and after Spirit Temple, I think it's the final battle. Not too far from there. So it should be pretty close. Terrific. Yeah, so that'll be it with that one. That'll technically finish my... Um, new game's resolution for the year, but I did want to play Majora's Mask as well. I was planning on playing both. So but next after is this is Elden Ring. I'm not holding anything. <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna go all in on Elden Ring and then You've been so patient, John. I have been extremely patient. What sucks is we're playing Baldur's Gate on the PS five, because my wife wanted to play it downstairs. And now she's starting Bloodborne today, which is gonna be downstairs. So we're gonna have three games that we're like constantly flipping in and out of the system, which kinda sucks. Uh, but yeah. And then, of course, I'm still playing Apex. I play Apex pretty free. And that's honestly probably one of the main reasons I haven't beat Zelda yet is because I'm playing Apex. You've been pexing. But as I talked to you about, I think it was last week or week before, with the puppy and not really trusting the puppy, she's gotten better to a point like where when I go upstairs, she'll go upstairs with me and she'll lay down on the floor while I'm playing. So I'm like, cool. Like I don't have to worry about her running around, so now I can dedicate more time to this specific game. And then once I start playing Majora's Mask, have I can you dedicate...
0: Apex on the PS5?
1: Yeah, that's usually what I play it on. Okay. And I noticed my PS5 controller started drifting the other day. Really? Yeah, like like right away. I was in the middle of an Apex game. My character was moving forward. So I got to see if there's like a PS5. I'll probably check it now. But if there's a PS5 like drift issue that's going on.
0: It could be like, I don't know, maybe just do like a software update or something on your...
1: Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, honestly, with a control that new, it shouldn't be happening. Um. Maybe you just have to go in and recalibrate
0: it or something.
1: Apparently there is drift on the PS5. Yeah. It It says you can go into controller settings and reduce the trigger effect intensity. That's one thing apparently. Hmm. Um, But like, yeah, it says fully updated, clean the controller. I don't know why I would have to clean the controller because it's like almost brand new. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. I don't want to have to take it apart because you know how that's going to end up, right? Yeah, Um, I've
0: tried taking it apart. PS3 controllers before and that yeah didn't it doesn't look really like it's fix.
1: yeah it doesn't look like it's that hard though, um, yeah just a quick skimming I've done here like you can it says adjust the threshold on your DualSense controller is one option, uh, thoroughly clean your DualSense controller I don't think I really need to clean it because it's been in a nice spot, uh, nuclear option is return the DualSense controller to Sony if it's under warranty which of course it would be under warranty for me, and it's how to not fix it. And I'm pretty sure one of them says to take it apart. So, yeah. All right. Uh, going into the episode uh, this week, a few topics we're going to be talking about. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So everything we know and want. Uh, I will just say for future reference here on the episode, I do not want these. Um, everything announced at Sony's new state of play. Sega revi- or Sega. I almost said revives. Uh, Sega reveals Mega Drive 2 Mini and all the games that are confirmed for it so far, and we're gonna talk about a uh, retro collector accused of selling $100,000 worth of intricate forgeries, which, by the way, was a great read. Uh, yeah. and I have lots of commentary on that. And then we'll cap off the episode here of Kid to Chameleon. But before we start that, you could find us on thegamedeflators.com, our out of date website. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at TheGameDeflators and Twitter at GameDeflators. They don't like that. Uh, you don't like that. And then you can also find our podcast on the podcast app you're listening to now. Leave us a five star review six? or leave us a six star review, like Ryan said. Or you could also find us on any other podcast if you don't like the one you're on right now, as far as the application. Okay.
0: In fact, you know what? If you're even a little bit unsure about where you're listening to it, you might want to go ahead and finish it up there and then go listen to it on another place just so that you have a comparison. Exactly. You want it, to be
1: sure about these things. 100% sure. Double up your listening.
0: All right. So everybody went bananas this week for lechonk did you see lechonk do you I, love lechonk
1: i saw that there are memes with lechonk
0: everybody wants lechonk so uh pokemon scarlet and violet we got a trailer uh, my eyes were bleeding a little bit from the sharpness and flatness of the grass and textures yep yep um but honestly they did bring it with the hey Science is so cool. You can play with your friends, and then it's like friends, and then all the friends run in opposite directions to go Pokemon somewhere. Now, the one thing that I'm really wondering, if this is gonna be multiplayer, you played Arceus, and Arceus, you don't like do-do, and go into like battle mode. You're just throw your Pokemon out and you're just in battle mode, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because it wouldn't make like, how would you do a world where you go into, like, an isolated battle area and you've got friends around, like, they want to watch you do your Pokemon fight? I would imagine, right? Like, their character standing over here while well, your character standing over here having a Pokemon fight. That would be kind of cool. It would be, yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I just don't really know what you're going to be able to do. Like, they didn't really show off what you can do together. And, like, there's, there's, there's some things you could do in Animal Crossing when you go to somebody else's village that you can't do in your own village because they might have different stuff than you. But you're going to go to this, and unless they have the other version of the game, I can't imagine there's really going to be any differences or anything that you would be wanting to do there or how you're going to interact differently. Like,
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it'll have that on the next Nintendo Direct they'll go into a deeper explanation on pokemon and a maybe dive. double could, battle maybe and, you that'd know, be
0: kind of cool if what if there was like a double battle gym that you and a friend could go in either of your games together and beat
1: that gym leader and then you could get the badge and bring it back to your own game that'd be pretty badass um yeah i mean i, I could see that totally being a thing as well um obviously i don't know if you if you noticed or captured this when you were watching but it seemed to me like they're gonna have interactive gyms. Like
0: people were speculating about the gyms. I don't really know what they were saying about the gyms. It, it, I mean, we've had interactive gyms. Like, aren't the gyms like puzzles? No, They've I mean, puzzles. I mean
1: interactive in the sense of like the environments that are in the gyms, like water and rock and various things that like we haven't. I don't know. I haven't played any. You mean ones. like
0: in the Pokemon TV show? Yeah,
1: like in a TV show where like the gym is interactive in a sense, like you know lava bursts out you know in certain oh. areas or like water falls and stuff like that like it seems no, I like missed the, that part so it, it seems to me like while I've i was seen watching this like
0: three times too
1: yeah when i was watching like the gym specifically i noticed that it was very like just it looked a little more intricate than gyms that i've seen in prior pokemon games so that was one cool thing um, I did like the different uh, elements. Obviously, they had a snow area. They've got the beach area that I saw. You know, obviously, to have forest and plains and all that, which is cool because they did that in Arceus. Um, but you know what I really would like to see in a Pokemon game is Mortal multi- Chunk. Mortal Uh <laughs> multiplayer. Except you have the ability, like Dark Souls, to play like Team Rocket and invade. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. And you you could steal their like, Pokemon, steal people's Pokemon. <laughs> I would just play Team Rocket. That's all I would do.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, obviously
1: can you November's... Imagine? I would love to go around in a Meowth blimp. Yeah. Like, that's just how I would traverse all of Pokemon. That'd be cool. It would be. They, they put a November release date for this.
0: So... It'll happen. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not probably going to delay Pokemon. Um, but I think that we're probably going to get, like, a full Pokemon Direct sometime, like, a month or two before then. Like, maybe in, like... August or something like that, or September, maybe. Yeah. I mean something to give us like a real deep dive to know what we're going into, start building up ideas of what the Pokedex is gonna look like. Like we saw more returning
1: Pokemon in this trailer than new Pokemon. There were only three new Pokemon. Yeah, but there's supposed to be like a whole bunch of, like it's all new Pokedex and everything else. So there's supposed to be a lot of new stuff. Yeah. But it just, dude, that's one thing that's just always driven me crazy about Pokemon, right? Like, I get it, you want new Pokemon, you want all these things, but, you know, at the same time, like, I don't know, I just, I'm not saying I like the original 150, I like the original, what, 250 or 300 that they had, uh, between Silver and that one, and I guess, like, whatever's in Ruby, some of the stuff I saw Mm -hmm. in there, but, like, they continue adding and adding and adding, what is there, like, over a thousand Pokemon nowadays? Yeah, but we do need, there's a lot of controversy, too, I don't know if you saw, about the new evolution. Mm-hmm. because there
0: not. hasn't been an evolution in like two or three games now yeah so that's like the longest we've gone without getting a new one what the hell are you gonna
1: have I mean they got fairy they got dark they've there's got... no steel there's no ground there's no rock there's no fighting oh. there's no poison okay. well I mean fighting would be interesting yeah poison I guess would work there's okay. no flying flying would be interesting there's no bug Bug v bug v that'd be kind of weird boo well it wouldn't be like it would be an eon bug eon. Yeah, buggy, <laughs> caterpillar, just young. like
0: this cute, like little Eevee, but with this like terrifying pincers and like ant yeah. eyes. There's no squi- like the
1: fly. There's no tentacle Eevee either. Can you imagine that? Just like a bunch of tentacles coming out of its face, like a right. uh, what do you call it? Like a mind flare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mind flare EV. Uh, that'd be disgusting.
0: So there's there's lots of stuff to do there, uh, but I guess in the in the new Pokemon series there's like an eevee in ash's friends party or something Mm -hmm. and they're like i don't know if this is going to evolve or not
1: it'll evolve they'll they'll do something i have not watched pokemon in years honestly i really want to so i'm happy that whenever you know i have a kid and everything i'll sit back and watch pokemon like from the start yeah all the way through i'll just That'll be no, like my excuse. No, not all the way
0: through. That that might be too big of a commitment.
1: Nah, dude. All the way through. Huge commitment. I'll be willing to sit down with my kid. Because, dude, they're going to be into it. Which means I can sit there and play my Switch while I watch all the it original It could literally episodes. take you years to get through that. Nah, dude. We're going to stream that. We're just going to keep watching it. All the way through. What's that? But doing? with how many... Like, There's got to be like... Hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I was thinking thousands. But you're right. It's probably not thousands. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably not thousands. Yeah. And they're 20 minutes a piece. I mean, you can knock out like... I was, I was thinking Six about, like, day. if
0: there's that many
1: individual Pokemon, there's got to be, like, eight times that many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty brutal. Yeah, no, at some point I'll be watching it again. My wife's wanted to watch it for a long time, too. We saw, like, the original episodes all the way into uh, the Orange Islands or whatever. Yeah. Where I think it's Tracy Yeah. Is the name of that character. And, like, Brock goes away and all that. And they bring in Tracy and you have Lapras and all that good stuff. Uh, we watched up to that point. Now, obviously, I saw a lot of episodes uh, post that uh, growing up, but uh, I can't find anywhere to stream it. Like, yeah, it's just such a pain in the ass. Like, I can I can find places to stream it. Like, that wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. but it's more so like the convenience, convenience. of having it on a TV. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I think uh... I might see if somebody could just download it for me, like all of them, and I'll Plex it. Or something. I think
0: it was like two or three years ago I went through and I watched all of the movies that I hadn't seen. Mm, Gotcha. And and man, there's a certain point where those movies just go straight off a cliff. And you're just like, I don't even know what this guy's problem is, but
1: Ash is going to beat him in the end. Yeah. (laughs) I I really need to do or finish Dragon Ball in that respect. Like Dragon Ball GT is the one I'm on right now. I never did finish that. And then that'll at least open me up to some of the newer stuff. So, I'm in the same kind of predicament. All right. So uh, all right. Next. Next up everything announced at Sony's new state of play. We got a bunch of big announcements this week. Did you cover, by the way, uh, Steve Watts at GameSpot in the last article? No, I didn't. Okay, cool. So, and this one. one is Nicole Carpenter at Polygon. Okay. I've got my list open. So we started off with
0: the best of the best that I am so excited for: Resident Evil Four Remake, best
1: game of all time. It's about to get even better, folks. I um, this man's gonna play it for like a fifth time? No, like tenth time. Oh, yeah, I played this way more than that. Oh wow. Yeah,
0: I, I played this game three times back to back one day. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it's and I wasn't like speedrunning or anything like that. That would be a fun game to try. That is on, it I that guess. short. Yeah, dude, like, I was able to, like, kind of, like, rush through with, like, unlimited ammo weapon in, like, five and a half hours or six hours, maybe. Damn, okay. So, like, if you were really booking it, you'd be able to go through, no problem. Gotcha. Um, Let's see, then they're doing uh, Resident Evil 8 for VR,
1: which, that'll be freaking amazing, I'm sure. Well, and I think Resident Evil 4 VR also is coming out. Like, there's some components to it. I don't know because four is not first person. Seven and eight are Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Village have PlayStation VR two content in development, according to the State Play Broadcast. Okay, so maybe they'll make like a new side game, or maybe they'll make Project Ada or something.
0: VR that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, a bunch of new free updates Mm -hmm. or something came out for that. Plus the Call of the Mountain trailer, which looked pretty good. Honestly, I think that the I was the bugged by The fact that it's that. not going to be like an on-rails thing, which I was kind of afraid it was going to be.
1: I was a little bugged by it, though. So would it kill them to not have just floating hands and, and have an extension of arms?
0: The, 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 but then the arms are all, like, wiggly and weird. You're better off with just the hands. The thing is, like, it looks weird because you're viewing, but, like, when you're playing, you don't... You prefer the screen view... And the hands are just kind of there for your visual reference. Like, you're not staring at the hands while you're playing. So they uh, go away. Just,
1: I don't know. It just bugged me, dude. Because like, they
0: feel like they're your hands.
1: No, I know. But it's just like, it gets cut off at the wrist. I'm like, could you not have put it up to, like, the forearm? You know, like, the forearm's not going to necessarily move around. Like, you'll have some wrist movement. but like It the just makes the is, angles look weird. Like Because no, if so you have the
0: hand like this, and then the arm is coming straight back at you it looks way worse than anything else that they could do. Like, there's no way to to justify in your mind it coming from in front of you, but you being able to do all kinds of weird stuff. Like, what if you took the control and brought it over there? Would they have to stretch out an arm that could interact and get caught on
1: objects? I guess. I mean, it's just, it's so wonky. Like, it just looked very odd to me. That's what bugged me about it. Like, just seeing the hands was kind of frustrating. And I know a lot of, like, VR games are like that. But I was just like, the day and age that we're in right now with games and VR, I feel there's something they could have done with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, once you, once you actually get in and do more VR, I, I think it'll not be too much of a problem. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you want some arms laying around, there's always a Callisto Protocol from the original creators of Dead Space. That looks sick. Uh, it's going to be a very creepy Christmas. I am stoked for this.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I definitely want to play that. I do need to play Dead Space 1 and 2 and I think 3. There's a third one, I think.
0: The third one is... Eh? eh?
1: eh. Okay. Well, I still got to play them. So those are ones I want to play. I know they're remaking, I think, the first one. But yeah. I'll just play them on PS3. You know, it doesn't hurt. Uh, Rollerdome? Rollerdome,
0: I think that yeah. looks kind of cool. I know you said you're not a fan of the Cell shading. This looks a lot like that Sable game that came out last year. With its kind of more muted tones, it's mm-hmm. not like that, like really poppy cell shading, like you see in like Persona and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. This looks super fun, like a weird little, like almost like a super hot meets Tony Hawk kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never thought about what it would be like to be on rollerblades and also in like a shooter game but didn't they kind of do that with the um did my friend
1: pedro have some of that kind of stuff going on or was that like parkour you know it was more parkour i think i played a little bit of my friend pedro and yeah it was because i was on vacation and i played like the first level and that was it um but that was interesting too uh other game uh that was announced was uh i guess it's eternites 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 yeah like i eternal. guess eternity or eternal yeah i guess it can go either way it's a cool uh, name it's kind of a little clunky yeah i mean it had that like persona jrpg with like um visual novel storytelling component going for it it was interesting i don't know if it's something i'd want to play but it, says it's it looks act- like
0: it's more actiony combat than like like traditional
1: turn base. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be, well, it's action combat with like a dating simulator tied to it. Okay. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Uh, kind of remind like it reminds me I need to play thousand arms mm. as well. Uh, cause I think that's a dating sim or is it? No, it's not thousand arms. Is it? No, there's another one on PS one. There's a dating sim on PS one. I think it's thousand arms. Uh, um, other announcements? final fantasy 16. Oh, you didn't want to go over footage? to VR
0: stuff. Oh, what was the VR stuff?
1: So you had Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, and then you had No Man's Sky, mm. and then there was another game, I forget the name of it, it was like, I forget the name, but it looked pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16. solid, solid, solid. From I'm Dysol. excited. I, I'm really excited. It's been so long since they've gone back to like more of like the traditional
0: fantasy realm. Yep. I'm really excited to see that. And I think that... You know, all of the different summons like fighting against each other and having like the big health bars like that's kind of something cool that I'm trying to remember like what the other Final Fantasy games that have like you using summons to fight like other summons.
1: I don't remember. Offhand. It's been a long time since I played Final Fantasy. Well, that's usually like
0: cutscene territory.
1: Yeah, usually. I um I played Final Fantasy fifteen was the last Final Fantasy I played, right? Fifteen? Yeah. Yeah, because fourteen is online. Fifteen now, sixteen. Um Yeah. I don't know, dude, but it's I'm I'm right there with you. I like that they're going back to like the the origins of, you know, that medieval type of timescape fantasy component versus like the Future fantasy, yeah, future yeah. fantasy, like they have been since essentially since 10. Uh, is they've been doing that six. like future six, really? Well, yeah, no, you're right, six because no, nine was very much not really future, it was kind of at like well,
0: nine was a throwback, but six, seven, eight, eight,
1: yeah. Well, seven is arguably yes, it's future, but there's also they've got kind of
0: airships at, and they're training like they've got power plants.
1: Yeah, you're right, you're right. And 8 kind of dives Spaceships into... Spaceships and
0: giant cannons. 8
1: really dives into more of a fantasy. Yeah. 9 is a throwback, and then 10 you've got craziness all over the damn place. Uh, 11, I haven't played 11, but I think that's is also... 11's online. That's or, sorry, 11's fantasy. online. You're right, 12 is what I'm thinking of. 12 is like future yeah. fantasy. Yeah, and then 13 is future. 13 too is garbage, as well as 13. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. So I'm happy that they've gone back with that. Uh, the other one was Street Fighter. That, Street Fighter Six. I knew right off the bat when I saw like the Metro boxing, scene. the boxing in the Metro City. Yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I'm happy that that component's in there. But a lot of a worry that people have right now is, I think you had mentioned this to me, is are they going to focus enough on the fighting because they've got this like open world concept now and this whole like storytelling with like this story mode basically. Are you going like Are they going to have lackluster combat in this one comparatively to other street fighter games that have come out in recent past
0: it might be a response because i know that uh some stuff that i've heard recently people had very strong impressions that street fighter V was kind of released as an unreleased product or unfinished product like there was no arcade mode it was missing like a bunch of characters and stuff, and like eventually now it's okay. But there wasn't like a lot to do if you couldn't get online and just start beating people with the characters that were in the original launch. Yeah. So I think they're trying to expand it out and maybe make this one like a little bit better for coming in, hopefully. I mean, I I'm looking at this and being like, okay, I'm getting old enough now. If I don't really try to get into a fighter, like the barrier to entry is gonna be too big a few years down the road so i better start practicing my quarter circles now and i really think that i will pick this one up and try to go with this one the last time i tried to get in a fighting game was dragon ball fighters
1: and that did not go well yeah that's that's hard yeah you know i stopped playing fighting games years ago like i can i can hold up in fighting games like soul caliber is probably my best to be honest um But like Street Fighter, I've just never really been like that great at. The Ninja Turtles fighting games years ago, I was never really that great at. Those are kind of hard. Like anything that's super, super fast paced, I generally have some sort of issue with. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat was always kind of nice. But uh, yeah, I'm just not a, personally, I'm just not a huge fighting game person. Um, Soul Calibur, I really just like it because of, I don't know, the fighting style and format was always kind of appealing to me Mm -hmm. since number two. Uh, let's see. What else did we have on here? So last up, our, um, tunic is coming to
0: PlayStation, so it's Which exclusivity already, yeah, is well, over.
1: Well, it was timed, yeah, and we already knew That's that That's a fantastic that game, though. I know. I, I was showing my wife while it was, uh, while we were watching it. I'm like, we're gonna play this one together. It's hard. Uh, Season, A Letter to the Future, coming to PlayStation, um, looked something, it looked like something I would play, I like to be the honest. Plastics. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, I'm not... I guess those graphics are okay for me. It does have that sort of. This wasn't really cell shaded, I guess. Um, It looked interesting. It looked like it was more focused on story. Yeah, it looked like it was just mainly story-focused. Like, you're just going through this person's, like, life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know enough about that game, but it did seem interesting. Stray, I am... Stray's blowing up the internet. All pumped for, dude. People like People want the cats. Dude, I've been wanting Stray since it was first, first announced. And it's definitely... A game. Like, if there is a collector's edition of Stray, I will pick up a collector's edition of Stray. So, I need to look at that. Um, I did notice this, this PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 PlayStation Plus members will get it for no cost extra yeah apparently. it's
0: going to be like a day one
1: release yeah I'm I'm stoked so that one I'm really excited about uh, so that was it um, I think the one I'm most excited about is Stray uh, Final Fantasy 16 and uh, Callisto Protocol yeah I'm definitely going to go
0: Resident Evil and then Callisto and then maybe Street Fighter
1: yeah Oh, and then we didn't mention uh, Spider-Man Remastered coming to PC. Yeah. Which we talked about last week. PC games are being pushed uh, over... or PlayStation games are being pushed to PC, and Sony sees a huge majority... Or not a majority, but a lot of their games going to PC moving forward. Uh, All right, next. Next up,
0: Sega Reveal's Mega Drive Mini 2, and uh, here are some of the games that are confirmed for it. And I'm telling you right now that this thing... Right now, they're saying that it's not even confirmed to be coming out in the U.S. If it is, you probably find it at a Staples near you. <laughs> Sega's been doing these mini consoles forever, but not in like a good, fun way. Like, you know, I, I guess that there wasn't really anything good or fun about how Nintendo short-sailed everything by not making enough and then turning around later. Yeah. And
1: uh, the PlayStation one was garbage. Your Turbo Graphics Mini is still probably the best one. I would agree. Um, you know, here's the thing. If this comes out, it says Japan right now, but if it comes out anywhere else, because the Mega Drive was a basically PAL region name, right? We yeah. didn't have Mega Drive in the US. So it was Sega, uh, you know, Sega Genesis and Sega CD and all that good stuff. So the fact that they're going to do a Mega Drive and Mega CD, including ports of some of these games, I think the one that's, in my mind, the, the best one out of this is going to be Pop Full Mail. And that's predominantly because of how expensive that damn game is. But there's some good ones. I mean, Bonanza Bros, Fantasy Zone, uh, Magical Teru- Terubudo, uh, Shining in the Darkness, Thunder Force 4, Virtua Racing, Mansion of Hidden Souls, uh, Popful Mail, Shining Force, Silphied, and then Sonic CD. So there's a few, like, higher price games, but, you know, a lot of this stuff people play in, like, a Raspberry Pi yeah. nowadays, right? So it's like... You know, do you really need this? I mean, personally, I would prefer to play it on something like this, but it's just another, you know, mini console takes up space. Like, I feel with what I've got between the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, PlayStation Turbo graphics, I'm kind of set with that, right? Uh, and then I do have Genesis and Sega CD games that I could play at any point uh, that I want. I don't have potful full mail, but, you know... There's a number of games I could play right now, and I'm sure that I can find burn copies if I really wanted to of these games, if I really, really wanted to play them. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, You know, the last one was released here in the U.S., I believe. Um, And then having a a second one, I don't know why they just... They never brought those
0: Game Gears over. I still want one of those. Eh. Those little baby Game Gears. Yeah,
1: it seems like they keep taking things and putting them over in, like, Japan and stuff and not bringing them to the U.S., which is interesting. Like, why do they continue to do that? And it's... You know, there's a huge Sega fan base out here, and I imagine they would sell out of it pretty quick. They just need to, they really need to consider how much they're shipping over here. You know, like, Mm -hmm. with the original Sega Mini when it came out, I saw them all over the place and clearance and everything else because they ship so many. So it's like, you know, Sega just makes these terrible mistakes. Like, ship as much as you need to or do pre-orders and just have it pre-ordered and then ship enough extra when the hype is there and then do shipments down the road if you feel that you need to continue fulfilling like store demand. Yeah. Um but yeah, they just ship a ton of crap over here and release everything that they think they need and then it doesn't sell and so waste of money. So Well, speaking of that, I mean, before we go on to our last article, we actually have outline here. Did you see
0: the uh new Sonic like gameplay footage they put out this week? Yes. Oh, oh. I know. Those look like the most worst enemies and most boring fights like the and everybody's saying that this just looks like some generic like demo world that they made for like a tech demo for like unreal engine or something and i'm just like oh my god like i can't believe how much goodwill they earn back with those freaking sonic movies just to sell it down the road
1: on some garbage open world game that they don't really even understand why they're doing it we will see how it turns out i will wait for reviews on it and if there are decent reviews i'll look to buy it but if not not for me i do need to get, like sonic boom or whatever it's called yeah uh, i think it's sonic boom okay uh next thing we got here is retro game collector accused of selling a hundred thousand dollars plus because it was a little more than that worth of intricate forgeries and uh this is uh luke plunkett at kotaku uh so Here's the deal, man. Yes, shame on the guy for selling forgeries, okay? And there's, like, tons of evidence. So basically, this guy ran a Facebook group, and... He was, like, big in the community. Like, yeah, he was a trusted, guy. embedded member for, like, du- for decades. And who knows when he really started doing false stuff, because... Well, it says I since have... 2015. Oh, really? Yeah, it says he's been doing it since 2015, which is, like... And they say that he has sold, like... Hundreds, I mean, $100,000 worth of stuff, right? You have had them sold hundreds of games, I would think, to get to that point, right? Or no, not hundreds, maybe like 50 games over that time period. No, no, more. Hundreds, yeah. Because a 100000 I was thinking 1000 for whatever reason. So you're so talking... what if he was
0: selling legit stuff
1: before and then got into forging. Maybe. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe he was buying forgeries and then flipping them for profit. Like... You know, oh, there's yeah. that. but I mean, there's, there's multiple options, but here's what bugs me the most about this is, uh, let me find this portion of the article that like stuck out to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to, is it the part with a... the blank disc? No. Well, yeah, that was crazy. Right. Yeah. So part of that, right. So. It's one of the things he did is he sold forgery like manuals and other types of things. And then he sold uh, floppies that were, you know, not correct or fake. And then he sold like blank disks, right? Like actual blank disks with nothing on them that says. And so it really bugs me about this and what bugs me about the community in general is you could have put those CDs in a PC. Well, so that's but, what they're but saying I know, but it goes into it and says well we're collectors not everybody owns the hardware to run these games i run almost i have almost all the hardware for my games there's maybe a couple that i don't have hardware for if you are that deep of a collector especially pc i know of pc collectors that have old pcs to run original hardware and that's what they do i get it that it's bulky but if you're collecting why are you collecting floppy disks and not like as long as a PC that's older can run a floppy disk or have a drive for floppies, you can run it on that old PC. And if you're that involved in the PC I don't PC think it works that way. I think when you're talking about computers from 30 years ago, they don't necessarily run stuff from 40 years ago. I get it. But if you're collecting PC, you, you likely have, have you're looking for. PCs and what you're looking for. Yeah. And so VAT frustrated me. And somebody's like, oh, well, they're 40-year-old games and you don't want to pop them in or whatever because they'll get messed up. Okay, we're playing Nintendo carts from the 80s, right? I have Atari games from, you know, what? Yeah, but those don't have any moving parts. I get it. I get that they don't have a whole bunch of moving parts. But they're predominantly concerned about the CDs and the floppy disks and all that type of stuff. That's what they're mainly concerned about. And, you know, so that's one component that bugs me is, like, in all of that time, not one person wanted to play their game. They just wanted shelf dressing. Like, not one person. They said, oh, well, we could play emulators and all that. We just wanted yeah. it for the collecting aspect. Well, I mean, very easily they could have at some point, somebody could have played one. They didn't. The other thing that bugs me is they said, oh, well, after all of this started coming into play, more and more people were coming up and saying, oh, yeah, I just noticed that, like, this isn't, like, correct. Like, this looks like it was hand-cut and not machine-cut. And, oh, this CD is blank. And These people got duped a long time ago yeah. and just didn't want to face it. Well, and then uh they said that there's several games apparently or one really like big game went to Wada and got graded. Yeah. So what does that say? Like so that was WADA, Wada even more under the bus. Yeah. So like Wada found a, you know, or was given a forgery of a game and rated it highly, like as original. I mean, come on. Like there's so many things that could have happened over seven years and now it's come into fruition that all of this was occurring. Like that to me just sounds like people picking up games. And not truly being gamers is what it comes down to. Like, they were just in it for the money and collecting aspect. And that kind of annoys me. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, it sounds like this guy was selling some, like,
0: pretty weird stuff. Like, yeah. I don't think he was selling, like, like, I don't even know what a Colabeth is.
1: But, dude, like, if you are that big of a gamer, you can generally tell the difference between a forgery and an original.
0: But isn't, like, I thought, from my perspective, that a part of this issue was that, like, back in the day, a lot of this stuff was, like, pretty bespoke. Like, this wasn't, like, all right, print off 100,000 copies of this and send it out to Walmart. Like, some of these releases would have been, like, all right, we handmade a few thousand copies of this game to sell in a magazine. I don't know a lot of
1: I mean, a lot of those, I'm sure, you know, you're right. It's not, like, 100,000 or a million copies, whatever it may be but I can't see people hand-making a lot of his stuff unless it's, like, original originals, which you're talking at that point, like, comparing it to paintings, essentially, essentially right? I like, guess hand-making wasn't the term, but, like, small production. Small production. But, like, you can tell the difference between modern-day printing and printing from 40 years ago. Like, there's a substantial difference in, like... are like saying there's, like, dot matrix pattern or something on totally a lot of the stickers. tell. Like, dude, I'm sure if I was handed... A bunch of games from like 40 years ago and handed the same things as forgeries i would be able to personally tell a lot of those right off the bat yeah yeah you know, it's just unless they were that good of forgeries which at that point you know if you paid top dollar like that sucks but you got to invest like i guess it's really just a, a call to people that buy offline is like investigate your products like there are little things like on super nintendo games and n64 games for example the screws that go into the cartridge you can tell based on the screws alone if something is a counterfeit or not. Yeah. Open up your cartridge. T- pay the extra $5 to get the bit to open up your cart and check the board to make sure it's good. Check your pin set. Look at the actual like label to make sure that it's like a nice, pristine label. Because even in like, the highest quality printers, you sometimes still have instances of pixelation because those have to be run through some sort of computer program. Unless you have the original, original artwork, you're going to be able to tell. Something might be too crisp. Compared to what it was in the original, like there's tons of signs out there, and you can. And that's one of those situations where all it took, all it would take is one person like seven years ago to come up and say, Hey, I'm having some thoughts on this game that I'm looking super close at because I just paid $500 for it. What does everybody else in the community think? And upload a bunch of screenshots to see if it's legit. Yeah. Like nobody ever did that this entire time. Like, I don't know, man. It's just super weird. Yeah. I mean,
0: I guess. I guess that's one of the things, like, if you are in, like, a tight niche community and somebody's taking advantage of that trust, it's that much harder to see through. Because, like, you're probably not on guard to be as suspicious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe maybe you're looking at something that you've never seen really before and you
1: don't really have a frame of reference to compare it against. Yeah. Well it's it sucks for a lot of those people that they got duped yeah uh but at the same time you, you gotta know, be careful yeah I buy mean, from like ebay or someplace well they thought the guy was reputable so i understand that but that's that's why you look at the stuff you buy because it's internet dude it's like the guy was catfishing everyone yeah. with uh you know with quality products um okay all right. So that, that's a fun topic, to be honest. I could probably go on for a very long time on that rant. We should share that one on our like Twitter and yeah. everything. Uh, all right. Inflation, deflation. Kid Chameleon. So uh, developed by Sega Technical Institute, uh, published by Sega, directed by uh, Graham Bayless. It was released in March of 1992. It is a platformer with seven-ish reviews. It's actually... Uh, I was reading, it's listed as one of the top games um, on the console.
0: Yeah, in like the and top 30 or something. Yes. I never even heard
1: of this. Oh, I did And I
0: was very shocked that he is not, in fact, a lizard.
1: He, he <laughs> looks like the wizard. Yeah, he does. You know, this is a game I picked up at a flea market a very, very long time ago. Um, I do recall picking this one up of a stack of Sega games. Uh, it definitely stuck out to me. The original box I had for this was completely torn to shit. And I replaced it. I think you saw that label. that was on the front. It was an, an old Mortal Kombat case I had that I swapped out. Uh, oh, okay. When I worked at the game store, dude. We used to get Sega, you know, clamshells all the time. With yeah, big... like, wish you had those now. Oh, dude! I used to take every extra clamshell that I could get my hands on. Like it was, it's either gonna get thrown out or you know, it's gonna be in my in my possession. So that's why I have so many of those like Nintendo dust sleeves. Mm-hmm. They were things that like my old boss would just say, "Hey, we're gonna throw this out." I'm like. Okay, well, I'm going to take it so I can put on my games. Uh, I'll start really quick. My opinion on this game, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, looking at its overall like history, in a sense, really the plot is you get sucked into a game to try and uh, there's like this virtual uh, boss, essentially, um, virtual reality boss. It's like sucking in kids into the game and abducting them, and you go in. Uh, as your character to save those kids from abduction, essentially. You're an so, isekai. Yeah, so you essentially uh, when you go into the game, you have various, like you turn into a chameleon, you have different uh, masks that you can put on. So in the first one, you have like a knight, and then you have a samurai. Uh, we had a Ryan Splatterhouse guy. Yes, yeah, Splatterhouse guy, <laughs> which was pretty much Splatterhouse guy without the chainsaw. Um, yeah, tank guy. Like tons and tons of stuff. Weird girl, we could say tank girl, but I guess not. So... You go into uh, these various platforming levels to do that. I thought that the controls are super fluid in that component or that aspect. Uh, each level so smooth, so smooth, except for that one level where I kept sliding over the top. Uh, too smooth. Too smooth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do end the game with like kind of like white Mario flags in a sense at the end. Not very tall, short Mario flags. There's short levels too. They're very short. But what I did learn while reading about this game is that there's 103 total levels, and that the white flags are the main path. So there's actual like warping stuff there's secret like warping levels that you can go through um and they're i forget the name uh i don't have it offhand. it's like other world i think is what it's called mm. uh, i might have or else world let me just really quickly look it up because i want to yeah. cover that part but you know so you have like all of these multiple paths that you can go through in the game and there's like 34 or like or so levels or like half the level sorry are this like main path and then you have these like other worlds that you can kind of go to. That's cool. Um, I mean they, you know they had a lot of competition back then, so Oh elsewhere.
0: That's what elsewhere. Yeah. Trying to make new platforming icons and stuff and and being able to vary it up. I think this game does a lot to set itself aside with like the different kind of controls that you get through the different like You turn into the knight. The knight doesn't have a sword. The knight's, like, heavy. He can't land on blocks because he'll just plow through them. Mm -hmm. And then he can, like, scuttle up a wall. And then the samurai has, like, a samurai sword. Uh, I don't know. He probably does some other stuff. There was, like, a tank. And I think that these little bits of... Like, you tell the enthusiasm on the back of the box, the way they write it. They were really trying to be, like, different powers make you do different things. Mm -hmm. And, like use those as your, you know, method to sell this as, you know, thrilling and exciting and being very different. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, I always feel like Mario's powers are always still Mario. But in this, it's like the chameleon thing, like he's becoming these other characters and it's in a virtual world. It's not like you're just like, the same kid but with a sword now you're like oh, s- supposed to be like a whole different character
1: Well, and it's all on a level by level basis which is pretty cool and i do like that aspect i mean we didn't get super deep we probably went through like the first what four or five levels essentially yeah. um given that there's and that was main path i looked and it said 32 levels so i guess we finished uh, an eighth of the game essentially uh today and like you said they're super short um you can go through all these different path points if you really wanted to um, but I, I do like, you know, the ability to change into it it freshens it up, man. Like yeah. it allows you to like really take a different view of the game. And uh I would say that the enemies that we interacted with were pretty cool because it was based on the character you were playing or that skin. So there's like certain enemies that like you wouldn't really have been able to, like the rock golems that we faced initially in like level two. I don't feel that you could have gone against them as you know, axe throwing splatterhouse guy to do what you were doing, the samurai yeah. sword felt like the best way to like crush those guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, same deal with like the rhino, like there's certain things that, you know, it felt like the rhino would only be able to handle those aspects of the game. So, and I did notice that they did kind of put like the dragons from the first level into, uh, like a later level four or level five. And then same thing, those goo monsters.
0: I thought the sprites on those were actually pretty oh, it's good. Like, I don't know why they look so
1: different. we're playing on a retron five and I, Upscale everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I make sure that it's like.
0: Next time, nice. next time I want to see what like the regular looks like and
1: do like a side by side. We should like we should honestly when we play these games, or even when we upload like a picture, just be like Retron, how it looks normal, how it looks with how we're playing it. Yeah. Because yeah, it smooths it out. It takes it gets sort of the scan lines so and other crazy I things. Yeah. So um, you know, really quick just my final piece on here. Uh sprite work was great, music was fun. Uh I did like the actual platforming itself. I thought it was good. Uh the actual chameleon components and switching things around is great. Uh controls are great, enemies are Whole great. Oh cow. Well, I, yeah, it looks totally different without the upscaling and yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, for sure. That's why I like playing on a retro on here. Um so yeah, I liked a lot of the aspects of this game. Uh, complete in box is sitting at uh 3326. Uh, it peaked at $37 in February of this year. It's trending up. A loose copy runs at $14.90. That peaked at $17.21 in May of 2021. Uh, and that is also trending up. This is a very gettable game. Yeah, no, like, for sure. Like, that shocks me. Just seeing that right now shocks me as to how cheap this game is. And this being, like, around, like, a 7 out of 10 uh, being for,
0: you know, I mean, how, how expensive is the console?
1: uh segas are kind of pricey but i mean you can get yourself a third party sega like a third party console to play sega did we do genesis what do you mean for uh starter kit we did i don't think this game was on there actually yeah and it should be uh i will say that this game is also <laughs> for 15 bucks i don't think i would have thrown <laughs> it on my list yeah well this game can also be found on multiple consoles so it was re-released digitally a, a few times it was on some of the uh, sega collector's or not Sega Collectors, but Sega collections. So I think PS2 specifically has this one on there. Uh, So there's multiple ways to play this game. You don't necessarily need to buy the original. Um, But Ryan, with that said, $14.90 for a loose copy of this game. I mean, I would pay $15 for sure on a loose copy of this game if I didn't care about, you know... Complete in box, but even complete in box at thirty three twenty six. That's still very gettable. I think that's still for this game a very good price point, and I would pick it up. I would say it's just right, um, almost, uh, almost deflated, actually on the complete in box because I think there's a lot of great games out there. Well, and it was that are it, are it was more four expensive. bucks higher just a couple months ago. Yeah. So but, I mean, anything around anything under thirty five is totally fair. Yeah. I would say deflate on complete and box, and then just right on loose. So maybe we just say just right. This Just right. On this one. Sounds yeah, good. I think so. Do you have any other thoughts on the game? I I just wish it was a reptile. <laughs> uh, I would say as far as that seven ish is concerned, I would actually put this more at an eight out of 10. In what I, I
0: went with seven ish because there was mostly eights and one like 60 something.
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah. So I think it's more in an eight rounds. Eight out of 10 would be my guess is, we're, for a personal rating, that's where I put it as 8 out of 10. So, Kid Chameleon, go get it. Put it in your collection. It's going to get more expensive over time, I guarantee. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely a good one. Uh, so, next week, uh, we are going to be reviewing Mischief Makers on the Mischief. N64. Mischief. So, that should be pretty fun. Uh, so, we'll we'll dive into that and all of the goodies that are tied to Mischief Makers. So. so, until next week, my name's Ryan. I'm John. Thanks for listening.